80% of every week purchased or three weeks purchased at once, which is 150 per week or $400 for the entirety, all three weeks, 80% of that goes back to a beneficiary or charity of your choice. Oh, they get to choose. That's cool. I didn't know they got to choose. choose. They got to choose. They get to choose. And then for sponsorships, you know, if a beneficiary or a charity brings a sponsorship to the event or a sponsor, you know, comes in through lab rats at ECCG, anything, 90% of the sponsorship goes back to that charity as well. So it's all a fundraiser. The whole purpose of this is education and charitable fundraising. Hey, what's up, everyone? This is Ryan Wolt. Welcome to the Cheers North County podcast, where I have a drink with someone interesting. Today, I'm talking to Jason Merrill. He works in corporate relations for Encinitas Charities Consulting Group, but we're going to spend most of our time talking about local kids' sports and science summer program hosted by the San Diego Lab Rats. It's the first year of the program, and it pivoted from a weekly in-person program to a virtual one due to the COVID-19 pandemic. It's all science and sports. If you do nothing else, be sure to check out sdlabrats.org. But first, some sponsor information. Speaking of learning things on the internet, check out leadingnotestudios.com. Based out of Encinitas, it is the North County's finest place to learn music online. It's the place to go to learn how to play an instrument, especially if you're staying home during the pandemic. At leadingnotestudios.com, you can check out all of their online and in-person class offerings. The Coast News has been your leading local voice, bringing North County San Diego the news of the neighborhood for over 34 years. They continue to passionately cover the stories of our communities, and you can support their efforts to provide high-quality local journalism by going to thecoastnews.com. And if you're able, click the donate button on the upper left. They appreciate your support. And now, it's time for the show. Hey, Jason. Hey, Ryan. How you doing? Good. How are you, man? It's nice to meet you. Likewise. Nice to meet you. Love the beard. Yeah, I always uh, feel better when I'm talking to another bearded man. I haven't seen you at the meeting, so <laughs> uh, I really appreciate you meeting me for a beer. What do you got over there? I have an old speckled hen, an English fine ale. Mmm. Intriguing. How about, you? How about yourself? Drinking an Epig 1045 to Denver Pale. I just listed it as one of my top five desert island beers from San Diego. Nice. And it was it's one of those beers I hadn't had in a while and I picked up this four pack last week and that first sip was kind of a oh yeah, that's what beer is. Like that's <laughs> that's what I was looking for. <laughs> hit it right on the head. They did. So you have this title that says uh corporate relations for the Encinitas Charities Consulting Group, but Correct. You also have a background in chemistry. How does corporate relations match up with chemistry. I saw that you went to school with, I uh, got a chemistry degree, taught chemistry, and now corporate relations. So Ryan, I got to give you a, a little bit of background there. You're actually, my brother is the one who did the chemistry. Oh, okay. Uh, just to let you know. But I, I have a little bit of a background in chemistry, but longer, uh, longer piece ago. And uh, <laughs> There's nothing like an interviewer who was researching the wrong guy. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, interesting because we, Growing up, you know, so often got mistaken for twins because we look so much alike. Yeah. So very, very easy to to mix this up a little bit, but we still get it, to, you know, to this day that he's me and I'm him, and you know, we kind of shake it around a little bit. We sometimes have a little bit of fun with it with people too, and, and kind of kind of play around and joke that we're one another. 
That's good. I've got a friend, uh, Nate, who looks pretty similar to me. We were at a beer fest with my dad, actually, and people kept thinking it was his dad. And I was like, (laughs) come on, man. Like, we look exactly alike. So so you do corporate relations then, and you're with the Encinitas Charities Consulting Group and also this other thing, SD Lab Rats. I want to talk about both of those, but if you can give me a background of how you got to where you are, that'd be awesome. Absolutely. So, you know, working at corporate relations, kind of building up up to that, always been someone who's very personable and kind of outgoing and out there, not afraid to talk with anybody at any time. And growing up being primarily an athlete growing up through school, but really enjoying mathematics and moving on up. I switched once I got into college. I actually went to San Diego Academy um, in Encinitas. That was where I went to high school. And then I went to San Diego State. Got my degree and bachelor's in science in fitness, nutrition, and health as a fitness specialist. Uh, so I have some of the little bit of chemistry background and biology background there with that, but mostly in the, you know, as it stands with physiology and kinesiology. And then got into working for physical therapy and wanted to go be a doctor of physical therapy and decided you know what, I, I, it's not what I want to do for the rest of my life. I love the work. Uh, I most recently worked for Gaspar Physical Therapy for about seven years and then uh, decided to move on. And now I coach rugby and I do corporate relations for just Charities Consulting Group. And that's that's where I'm at. <laughs> so how does how does the Charity Consulting Group uh, match up with the SD Lab Rats program? Am I mixing this up again? No, no, no. You're absolutely you're you're on the right track here. So, um, Encinitas Charities Consulting Group, their entire or our entire purview is to try and bring charities together, right? So, with the goal of improving education and SD Lab Rats, um, their group, the nonprofit, does STEM-based education. That's their whole entire mission is to try and bring different types of STEM education and different learning pathways to K through eighth graders. That's, that's kind of their main chunk. Can you uh, just clarify what, what does STEM mean exactly? So STEM is science, technology, engineering, and math. Okay. So all things that wouldn't have mattered to my English degree. <laughs> yes. Uh, and only a little bit mattered for my, my Kines degree. So at the, yeah. <laughs> in the same boat there. Okay. But so but yeah, the, for, go ahead. Go ahead. Nope, I was just going to say, so the STEM part I, I makes sense. It's the science. And then there's sports, which is also your, the rug, your rugby coach in your personal life. But also la- the SD Lab Rats program brings the sports and the STEM together somehow. And then your job, I just am trying to make all these connections here, as corporate relations is to connect that charity to other charities. Correct, as well as to different sponsors or so groups to sponsor the event and enable us to be able to basically provide the education pathway and the summer science and sports academy to more people more students so kind of widening that education base so make it available to more people that's my that was my job so then do you do any other work like actually in the academy or in the in the stem program or anything like that not specifically in the stem program um my job right now with the summer science and sports academy is to help with the um, sports content. I actually did some sports content videos for rugby and then helping coordinate the other sports, football and general fitness, soccer, baseball, and softball that we're putting uh, forward in this virtual academy. So that was something that I saw, the virtual thing. How do you, one, how did you start making the decision to translate this into a virtual academy? Obviously because of coronavirus, but even looking at that would be kind of overwhelming. Like this is a physical thing we're going to somehow make online. 
And then two, how did you actually actually put that in process and, and how does it work? Yeah, so I'm glad you asked that question. So yeah, it was right when coronavirus hit, we had this plan. It's going to be a five-week in-person camp. We're calling it the Summer Science and Sports Academy. We're going to have X amount of you know students per week and block it off like X amount of you know hours per day and what we're going to do content-wise and all these things. And then all of a sudden, coronavirus hits and we go, well, dang, how do we still do this? You know, How can we still make this go forward? Because part of the Summer Science and Sports Academy is it's a fundraiser. It's a fundraiser for local charities. So we have beneficiaries, 10 of them right now, that are tied with us on this to try and help promote their mission statements and fundraise for their charities as well as bring this, you know, STEM education and sports together, you know, for the community and the, and the students. So we thought, hey, let's give it a shot. This is going to be daunting. We haven't done this before. You know, we didn't really know exactly what we were getting into, but we said, you know what, we're going to do it because the other option was, you know, it just completely scrapped. And we said that was not something we wanted to have happen. We wanted to make sure we could make an impact in our community and support the local charities that do so much good here in in North County, San Diego, and we want to expand eventually to a larger demographic area as far as that goes. But how can we make that positive impact and then still promote the education bases and, and critical thinking we want to provide to our young explorers and students to continue on their education? And you know, it means so much now, especially knowing people not being able to return to school or everything's kind of virtual and trying to figure all those things out with Corona and not having in classroom things or if they're limited and how do we how do we navigate all that? What you have now on offer as part of this program is a virtual education class that kind of lasts through the summer that parents can sign their kids up for. And then what are those kids doing while they're online with you? Because it kind of, I don't want to say it negates the physical activity part of it, but that can be difficult, obviously, when you're communicating through the internet. Oh, absolutely. And so, you know, the way we're doing it virtually is we're shooting content videos and the videos are short. They're not an hour in length. They're anywhere from five to about 15, 20 minutes. And the whole goal is to not have a kid or a student sitting in front of a computer and looking at a video for an hour. The goal is to try and present them information, get them to think about the information and learn a little bit behind it and then do it. So an example uh, I'll give you is we, we did a balance, a balance uh, lab, which was about seven minutes in length. So three different pieces on how to find the balancing point or center of mass of any object and then how to then go out and practice it and then what that's used for in any realm of life, whether that be sports, if it's, you know, if I want to decide I want to balance this empty can on my finger, you know, engineering, you know, mathematics goes into that as well. How do we do that? And it's a seven minute lab. It provides you with three things and then a challenge to do them. And then go find other things with parent approval <laughs> sure. that you can go balance. So don't go balance a vase and that you might break or whatnot, but go around and do that. So it's about 45 minutes of content, but it's about a seven minute video. So that's how we're trying to equate this from a virtual to you know actual active interactive content. So something that the students are doing. So my wife works with special needs kids in the school district. Mm-hmm. And one thing that I thought was really incredible was after they were sent home on March 14th, is roughly in seven to 10 days, her entire team of special needs workers, all of the teachers had to create these, a way to teach online or a way to interact online. And I think that was one, incredible that they were able to do anything at all. Uh, I would say right now, if anyone 
I know parents are frustrated and teachers are frustrated, but it was definitely a time to see like, hey, let's give them some slack because this is a huge undertaking creating an online course. One of the things that I thought was really cool was how she was able to interact with some of the kids. But a part of it was doing exactly what you're, you're talking about, where she created these opportunities, showed them how to do it. And then there was kind of this personal responsibility to learn it on their own, which I'm only bringing up because there was a, a motto I discovered the LabRats website, uh, sdlabrats.org or com? Org. Dot org. sdlabrats.org. Paraphrasing, it was essentially investigate and discover the truth for yourself. And I thought that was a really cool kind of concept to teach a kid. So where did that come from and why is that impetus to say, hey, like take what you're learning and expand on it, part of this program? In a, in a big way, it enables the student to kind of, in a sense, control a little bit of what they learn, right? So by, by doing that and making our content that way, you can say to a student that likes, say, mathematics a little bit more than tech side or engineering principles more so than bio biology, right? And say, okay, you want to learn more about these sides. So try to understand and investigate those pieces or the, like, the science behind them. So an example would be Lego robotics. So it's, it's unfortunate that's not something we're able to do in the virtual academy, but it was something we're doing before and we do in class and we're going to do again. Um, but just that example, understanding how the robot works, the coding process behind it, the software and tech side behind it, and then making it do different things. But investigating that and understanding that and how, what you can do with other things than just a Lego robot, like uh, how to code different things on a computer and creating that software and letting their minds lead them to different things and then following up with the appropriate, you know, academic response and content for them to continue learning that. You said it's uh, kindergarten through what grade? Eighth grade. I can promise you I was not coding anything before eighth grade. I wasn't even coding anything before college. I was uh, sent out into the field or something to play. <laughs> you know, I was given a ball and told to entertain myself. But I had this friend, Matt, when we were first started doing computer classes, the rest of us were playing Oregon Trail, and he had somehow written a code that shut down all of the computers in the room. So I think now I feel like the kids today are all kind of on that level that Matt was then. Like they're just so far, so much further advanced than we were back in the day. Uh, that makes makes sound that makes me sound really old. <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> I having, remember playing Oregon Trail as well. So yeah, yeah I'm right there with you. Hey everyone, we'll be right back with the second half of my conversation with Jason. But first. And now, back to the show. You went to San Diego High School. You went to college at San Diego State. Was there ever a time where you thought, man, I'm going to go somewhere else. I'm going to get out of San Diego. And I'm not going to hold it against you. I don't think anyone listening to the show is going to hold it against you. I'm just, that's something I'm always, I always find people here that are so passionate about San Diego. So I, that's something I always ask. Well, there, there absolutely was. There were a couple times. I, um, getting out of high school and deciding where I wanted to go to college, I, we really came down to Oregon or San Diego State. So U of O and San Diego State. And I ultimately made the decision to go to San Diego State because I was still trying to play baseball at the time. And, you know, even if I couldn't walk on, I was going to try and walk onto the team. And even if I didn't make it that first year, it still enabled me pathways to play baseball here in San Diego and stay. And then I wound up finding rugby anyway before any of that happened. And it didn't matter because I've been playing rugby ever since. <laughs> but, um, but that was that first time trying to think of, do I want to get out of my, you know, out of, out of the state and go up and experience something different. And then 
more recently about a year and a half ago, you know, deciding what was next for me and having, you know, an opportunity to possibly go to play rugby and teach in China. So teach English as a second language and, you know, play rugby in, in China. So that was an interesting opportunity and it wound up not coming to fruition because I wound up getting a job at San Diego State and I'm their head rugby coach now. So wow. still here. You can't get rid of me. <laughs> and I mean, think about how different your life would be if you had been in China right now. I, absolutely. That Heinz, like thinking about that, I would have still been there, um, you know, obviously in January or December, January, you know, February. So yeah, it would be uh, much, much different than it is right now. So how is it working? I mean, you're, I'm not going to give it away, but you're not that old yourself. How is it working with the college kids on the rugby team? Uh, I used to coach high school basketball, but I, I coached high schoolers when I was 18. Yeah, it's uh, it's a lot of fun, but it's definitely challenging and interesting because not being, you know, much older than, you know, the college students that you're coaching and teaching rugby to and, and refining the game with is, I, I can say, challenging at times. You know, it's... As a coach, it's also about, you know, you're not a teammate. You don't have that same relationship. It's about making sure you keep that coach and player relationship and separate, right? You know, as the coach, you're not, you're not a player on the team. You don't have the same, like, standing and, and you know, sometimes jokes or, um, you know, things you can do as a, as a player and in that unit. So there's got to be that separation a little bit from an, you know, an administrative and, like almost respect side, but I'll say it's a lot of fun because it reminds me a lot of my playing days. I played at state, so it's really fun to be able to coach at my alma mater and and see you know see these players grow you know every day and see the hard work they put in and you know their their effort they they put in day in and day out, not just on the rugby pitch, but you know in the classroom with their grades, with their you know extracurriculars, doing you know their work or volunteer work or whatever interests them. I mean, they they go gung ho at it, so it's really cool to see. Sure. Coaching is one of those things that I think people, they go, oh, well, you, you teach them how to play a sport, but it's really so much more than that. I mean, for myself, I know that a lot of the lessons that I put into my day-to-day -day life, I learned playing sports, but it wasn't because of the sport so much. It could have been a club. It could have been anything. It was that coach or that teacher that I had that kind of instilled some of those things about working hard and this is how you treat people and these are things that you did and, and really took the place, not didn't take the place of, but you know, assisted my parents in helping kind of create a person that I thought I was. And so I don't think we realize it when you are actually coaching until after a kid leaves or after you see something they do, or if I get a text from an old player or even an old employee that says, Hey, I'm getting married. And I'm like, you're what? Like, <laughs> you know, life has moved on. Exactly. Uh, am I correct in understanding that you work with your dad? Yeah, you're correct in understanding that I work with my, uh, my dad. How does that go? Hey, How's that going for you? I feel like we have a lot in common. I was a coach. I worked with my dad. We both have beards. We both yep. enjoy beer. There's yep. a lot of similarities here. I see it. I like it. This is going to be a um, terrible interview. People are going to be like, let's just listen to like one guy talk the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to put a little little thing on there. There are two people in this conversation. Uh, it's a lot of fun. You know, it's like, it's tough at times, you know, working, working with family because it's, you know, sometimes the family and work side kind of crosses and it can get a little... <laughs> tense sometimes let's put it that way sure but it's fun I, I really enjoy it you know getting to work with getting to work with him on a daily basis and then you know and then with sd lab rats my brother is one of the uh, content creators 
um, with Dr. Sean Carlson, so Ryan Merrill, who has the chemistry background. And so I get to work with essentially both of them almost on a daily basis. And it's, uh, you know, it's a blast to, to do it. And I almost, you know, I, my dad's been trying to get me to work with him for a few years and I was off doing other things with, like I said, with PT school and getting my EMT license and doing a few different things. And then yeah, things kind of aligned and I had the time and wanted to really to jump into it because I love what ECCG is doing and I love what my brother's doing with ST lab rats. So it's really, it's really rewarding to be able to jump into like kind of almost like a family endeavor and, and run with it. And you had mentioned um, that that program with SD lab rats is a fundraiser of sorts. Who are some of the people that are going to benefit from that program? And obviously the kids are going to benefit by learning new things and going through that. And parents will benefit by getting maybe an hour of free time or 10 minutes or five minutes. But who is the fun, who are the funds actually going to? Well, this is this is a good question. So um, a couple different things. So first with the parents, the parents are actually going to benefit a little bit more than just like the, you know, kids doing some content and getting a little free time. There's also some supplemental content that we're including in the Summer Science and Sports Academy for stress management and uh, a, a group called Aid is Great. That's going to be for nutrition. And that's a little bit more supplemental geared towards uh, the parents of the uh, young explorers and students that want to be a part of this, but the beneficiaries, um, we've got 10 of them. So it's, I can list them off real quick right now. Studio Ace, Rancho Coastal Humane Society, the San Diego Heritage Museum, San Diego Lab Rats, Encinitas Educational Foundation, Encinitas Chamber of Commerce, the San Diego Botanic Garden, patrons of Encinitas Parks, Encinitas 101 Main Street Association. And if you go on sdlabrats.org on that main page, you'll be able to see all the graphics from those beneficiaries, those charities that are a part of this. And you'll be able to click on their picture. It'll take you directly to their website so you can see exactly what their mission statements are, what they do in the community. But those are the ones that are with us on this project um, as of today. Very cool. Yeah, just to hammer it home, if if people want to sign up for their kids, it's it's, uh, sdlabrats.org. If they want to see who the money is going to, sdlabrats.org. Anything else people can do to support that program or to get involved? You know, one of the things that we keep hearing is how this last semester, kids took a lot of the brunt of, like, I don't want to say they got left behind, but education was difficult for everyone over the last six months. Um, And so here's an opportunity to kind of try to catch up a little bit. How can people who want to support that or be involved get, get into it, I guess? Well, first and foremost, yes, you're right. You can sign up on sdlabrats.org. There's an ability to sign up right there. And there's actually ways to donate and then provide scholarships for students as well. So we have a, a donor pay button and then as well as a scholarship donation button. So what we're doing is for every ticket sold, basically every camp week purchase, we're giving away one or more scholarships. So and that's we have a way of doing that. It's for Title I students. Um, students that have a family or issue with uh, money. So we're trying to make sure that everyone has access to this. It doesn't matter. Your tickets are 150 bucks for a week. If you know a family can't afford that and as part of part of that program, they can sign up for a scholarship. And we're trying to get as many people access to this as possible. You know, we want this to be everyone and inclusive to all people. Awesome. Man, I, I really appreciate you taking a few minutes with me today. I think that's a good place to end it, but I'd say cheers. Cheers as well. I'm going to finish. This is the last of my beer. I might need to get another one. I, uh, I definitely have a couple more of these old speckle pens. <laughs> Thanks a ton to Jason for coming on the show. I'm not sure we said this enough, so one more time. 
be sure to check out sdlabrats.org. You'll see details about all of the learning opportunities the program is offering for kids this summer. Physics, computer science, chemistry, biology, art, musical Spanish, rugby, soccer, and more. You can sign up online or donate to help provide scholarships for kids in need. 80% of the summer camp's proceeds are going to go to benefit great local charities. And don't forget to pick up a copy of the Coast newspaper. And keep an eye out for our upcoming STEM issue. You'll be able to find them all over North County. And if you're looking for more podcast content, please check out the newest episode of Headlines and the North County Beat presented by the Coast News. They can be found anywhere you listen to great podcasts. This episode of the Cheers North County podcast was produced and recorded by me, Ryan Wolt. Jordan Ingraham is my editor-in-chief, and the Coast News associate publisher is Chris Kidd, and our publisher is Jim Kidd. Thanks for listening, everyone. This show is available on Anchor.fm, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, iTunes, and Overcast. Please take a moment to support this podcast by giving it a follow wherever you're listening. Share it and tag at Cheers North County on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Be well, stay healthy and sane, and keep living the dream. Cheers, everyone.